All right, we have a special episode of the Extra Rounds podcast. We're joined by former Titan FC featherweight champion Desmond Green. He's making his UFC debut at UFC 210 in Buffalo. Desmond, thank you so much for taking time out to uh, join the show and talk to us. Uh, no problem, no problem. Pleasure of mine. So you're making your UFC debut in your home state, you know, what, like roughly an hour away from home. You know, how does that feel? Is yeah, this like a yeah. perfect situation for you? Uh, yeah, for sure, man. It's like a dream come true. Um, you know, I've been waiting so long to fight in the UFC, and uh, now I get to fight, you know, like you said, basically in my hometown. It's an hour away from my town. I went to college in Buffalo, um, the University at Buffalo, so, you know, I got tons of support there. And, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be able to fight at home. I, I picture you getting the call from the UFC about not only coming up to the UFC but fighting in Buffalo and it makes me think of the scene you get uh, when people are getting drafted by the NFL or the NBA and kind of overcome with emotion was that kind of like one of those moments for you uh yeah pretty much um you know it was something I've been waiting on uh you know it's just been such a dream of mine um I knew I belonged there and uh you know, when I got the call, it was just, it was kind of surreal. Like, at first, I, I asked my manager, like, wait, what did you say? And he was like, yeah, you heard me. And, uh, you know, I just, it was just, it was crazy. I can't even describe the feeling. Desmond, I, you know, it's got to, this is Elias, by the way, Mike's co-host. I, you've got to be, obviously, like you said, stoked to be fighting in Buffalo. And you, you know you got a lot of support there. A lot of times, as fight, you know, fighters know well when they fight in their hometown, that support from their friends and their family and old schoolmates kind of manifests itself in the form of a lot of calls, too many text messages, and a lot of requests for tickets and all that type of stuff. Have you started to experience a lot of a lot of that? And have you started to think about like how are you going to make sure you're able to to focus and not have too much uh, energy drain on you uh, from things outside of the fight as you head to fight week and during fight week? Um, no, not really. Uh, you know, I get, I, I've have gotten a lot of calls and, you know, Facebook messages, Instagram messages and all of that. But, uh, I love it. You know what I mean? Um, I love my fans. I love my family and friends, you know, so, uh, I never shy away from them. Um, you know, showing their appreciation for reaching out to me. You know, I just kind of embrace it, you know, comes with the territory and, uh, you know, just use this fuel to, uh, you know, make sure I ensure that I get that win and keep everybody happy. <laughs> Were you expecting the call from the UFC for for a while? Like, not to sound cocky, but, I mean, you've had a very active past three to four years, very successful past three to four years in a lot of big organizations. You've, you know, beaten former world champions. Were you guys kind of thinking, all right, this is, you know, we should be getting this call at some point soon? Yeah, I knew I knew it was going to come soon. I mean, um, 2015, I went undefeated since I moved up from 45 to 55. You know, I won four fights in a row, even went out to Russia, um, you know. And, uh, you know, so I, I didn't know exactly when, but, like, I, I always told everybody, I'm like, 2017 is going to be the year I get into the UFC. And uh, I kind of thought it was going to be after. I was supposed to fight for the belt against Freddie Asunzo. Um, You know, that was the fight they were trying to make. So, you know, I kind of figured, I'm like, all right, that'll be the number five fight in a row against a real tough opponent. And, uh, you know, so I just, I already knew. I had a feeling especially after, you know, me going undefeated last year. I was like, it's going to come this year. I just didn't know exactly when. And, uh, you know, back to what we were saying, it was just like how perfect of an opportunity it was that it happened to have a car in Buffalo. And, uh, you know, I think that was a big reason why I did get in there. You know, I had my manager tell Dana, like, hey, listen, this kid got a lot of support from upstate. You know, he's an hour from there, went to college there. 
And, uh, you know, kind of just all the stars in line and it was perfect for me. Now, Lex McMahon he, of uh, Titan, he's very open about trying to get his guys into the UFC. How instrumental was he in helping you get to the UFC? Um, you know, he's since I signed with them, you know, he's always been, um, you know, telling me, like, listen, you know, I know that's what we want to get, and, uh, you know, best of luck to you. You know, um, he was really excited about it. And when you when you got the call and you're joining, did they already have the Josh Emmett fight picked out for you, or is it they just knew you wanted they wanted you on the card and they'd work out the fight details later? Yeah, no, um, that's exactly how it went. They they knew they just wanted me on the card. Um, I didn't when I first found out I was in the UFC, I didn't get an opponent until about three weeks later. Um, you know, so they just uh, they just was like, yeah, we'll put you on that card, and uh, you know, we'll find an opponent for you. And uh, a couple of weeks went by, I was kind of getting nervous. I'm like, listen, no opponent yet. Yeah, I fight whoever, whoever you want me to. And then, uh, you know, then they popped up with the name. So kind of how that went along. <laughs> so what do you think of the Josh Emmett matchup now that it's been made? He's not maybe the biggest name, but it's a guy two wins in the UFC. He's 11-0. and 0. He's got, you know, the record. Is this, you know, the, the perfect matchup for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I like this matchup. Um you know, he's a good guy. Like you said, he's going on the UFC, 11 and 0 period. He's got a little bit of a buzz about him. So uh, after I go in there and finish him, you know, I could take on his glory. So, you know, I definitely like my chances with him. Um, you know, I match up. I think great against him. You know, he, he likes to wrestle and do a little bit of brawling. I feel like I'm a better wrestler. And, uh, you know, my stand-up is just coming along with each fight. So I definitely, you know, feel like I'm going to get a finish and dominant win against him. Desmond, it might kind of, before the episode, like I've been up on your MMA career, but I actually didn't realize um, what an extensive amateur wrestling career you had. Mike was, was catching me up on that before, before we gave you a call. A lot, of the, a lot of the wrestlers that interviewed over the years, especially elite wrestlers like that ended up being fighters, guys like, let's say, um, uh, Randy Couture, even Dan Henderson, obviously they, you know, they did amazing things, but they one of the common things was like that in talking to them was they used although I wouldn't consider like these things failures in their minds like Randy being an alternate on the Olympic team for Olympic games in a row or Dan not getting a gold medal like these are things that just horribly disappointing to them and really crushing and they use that um, as motivation number one in their MMA careers and number two they also they said they never felt the same amount of pressure as an MMA fighter, um, as, as they did, even as like a high school wrestler doing like state tournaments and stuff. And, and, and you yourself as, as a guy that was, um, was doing some big things as an amateur wrestler, but then had, um, things happen that, that interrupted your, your, your collegiate career and you were on a great path. Like how rough was that for you at the time? And, and how much did that play into what you've become as an MMA fighter? Um, to be honest, it wasn't really rough at all. Like, I, I knew I wanted to start fighting before I even mm-hmm. did college wrestling. I think I was in, like, 10th grade when I was like, yo, I'm going to be, I was like, I'm going to be an ultimate fighter. Um, and, you know, I kind of, I kind of wanted to start fighting right out of high school. And then, you know, I just happened to be really good at wrestling and got a scholarship. But like, I never really took wrestling too serious. Mm-hmm. It was, it was always a stepping stone for me. So, like, you know, when, when things went down and I didn't compete my last year in college, I started this do amateur fighting because like that's what I always wanted to do that's what my passion was you know wrestling was just kind of uh you know something to get me by you know they offered me to they offered to pay for my school so I kind of went with it 
So, you know, I, I really didn't weigh too heavy on, like, I wasn't one of those guys mm-hmm. where wrestling was like, it was just more something I was good at. And, uh, I, like I said, I always knew I wanted to fight. So, you know, and that was just my ultimate goal. So I was, I was, I was just grateful for the time that I did put it on the mat because I knew it was going to just make me, um, you know, a better fighter. That's a, that's a scary thought to think that you weren't really doing <laughs> it your all and you were still that successful, like that you just weren't really that into it, but you were. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of times I look back on my man, like I was just watching the NCAA tournament. You know, I went to the tournament every year. I was ranked all the way at like number eight in the nation. But uh, even my coaches tell you, like I was never fully invested in wrestling. I was just, you know, I was just an athletic freak with it. And uh, I look back on my man, maybe I should have took my wrestling a little bit more serious and, uh, you know, reached for some AA stats. But to be honest, if I could do it all over again, I'd probably do the same thing. So, uh, yeah. What do you, what do you like about fighting? More than wrestling, is it? Is it the freedom of the rules? Uh, yeah, it's just the freedom of the sport. Like I've always told people, I'm like, you know, wrestling is just restricted. It's wrestling is fighting without using your hands and your knees hmm. and your hands and your legs. Fighting that you could just, you know, I love combat sports. Like growing up, I did football, wrestling, and lacrosse. I'm just a real physical guy. I like to, you know, I'm, I'm big on just seeing who, who's physical. Everything. I just love, I love combat and. uh you know, I've always thought, I mean, wrestling is cool, but it just restricts you. You can't really go out there and release that full savage. And then, you know, with fighting, you can just literally go out there and there's all virtually no rules, you know what I mean? It's really like the ultimate sport of who is the best physical person out there. And that's what always intrigued me about it. And, uh, you know, I'm real competitive, and I just always, always wanted to know, you know what I mean, how far can I go against people in the world, like, you know, full, full out on, you know, just combat. And uh, you know that's, that's kind of what keeps my drive now. I just love the love the competitive combat sport of it. You said you played lacrosse. That gets a, a rep for a preppy sport, but that's a brutal, brutally violent sport. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, man. One of my one of my friends like talked me into doing it. I was just I was real athletic in high school, like, and uh, <sighs> I was in like ninth grade. He's like, yo, you should do lacrosse. So I'm like, all right, I'll try it out. And then I immediately, like, yo, you're amazing. Let's move you up to JV, varsity. And I did a cross for, like, two years. And uh, then, uh, you know, I kind of just more focused on wrestling after that because I just was like, you know, I was like, ah, lacrosse, lacrosse is cool. It was actually one of the funnest sports I did. But just like you said, because of the preppy name, like, my friends used to kind of like, you know, you play lacrosse? Blah, blah, blah. Even though I was real good at it. So that kind of, like, shied me away from it. But, uh I tell people all the time to the day, like, lacrosse is probably one of the funnest sports I've played. And uh, like you said, it, it's real rough out there. It's, uh, it's crazy. Is it pretty? I mean, we, we, we were saying preppy, which is true. Is it like, I, so I've never played lacrosse, never watched it. I went to a pretty, uh, I'm not white, but I went to a pretty white school, like majority white. We didn't have lacrosse, but we had a lot of other type of preppy things. Was it mostly white too? Like, were you one of the only black dudes that was playing? Yeah, yeah, like, I was. Yeah, I was I was the only black guy on the lacrosse team. And, you know, it was bad enough that I – not bad enough, but, like, I was already getting stuff from my friends for wrestling because I was the only wrestler. I was the only black guy on the wrestling team, too. And, uh, you know, so I was just like – you know, you're in high school. You care – sometimes you care more about what your friends think. So I'm like, all right, one of these sports got to go. And, uh, you know, I was always – I was better at wrestling, so I stuck with wrestling. And lacrosse is so huge in New York, uh, especially. I imagine. Yeah, it is. I imagine in your high school, it must have been a huge thing, and you, the you being probably one of the better players uh, walking away was a big deal. 
Yeah, yeah, the coach was like, what are you doing, guy? And I just, I made a lie to him, like, oh, you know, I need to focus on wrestling more and uh, this, that, and the fourth. And he was like, well, I can't force you, but, you know, if you ever want to come back, you got a spot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's kind of how that went down. But uh, it's definitely, I definitely appreciate it. It was fun, man. It was, it was definitely fun. I'm glad, I, I'm glad I did it for those two years. What position did you play? Were you attack, midfield, defense? Oh, I was midi. I was midi, and I was starting too. I was, I was, I was legit, and uh, I used to be, I used to be midi, and I did the face-offs too, because I was real quick. So you know, they always had me in the face-offs, and uh, it was fun <laughs> tearing up the field. Well, Elise doesn't know, but when you do the face-off, they put the ball on the ground, yeah. and you put your sticks on the ground, and then you like try to clamp the ball down with your stick, and uh, you basically push into each other. So there's a little bit of wrestling yeah. skill that could translate it's like, over. Yeah, it's like one-on-one. Huh. Yeah, it's like it's really like it's like guys circle how it starts. Guys circle up around you, and then it's you one guy from one team, one guy from another team. They go in the middle, and the ball is set down, and like you kind of got to battle it out with the other guy to get the ball first. Hmm. Everybody's just running in just to beat each other with sticks. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. I, I, going real quick back to... I've seen guys get knocked out, like, no. knocked out in the cross. Because of, like, yeah, bodies? Or the, you get hit each other with sticks or just yeah, from... Yeah, like, no if shit? you... No, bodies. Like, if, if, you, if, you, if you got in the cross ball, you're running, you'll get a guy coming from across the field and, like, he could shoulder check you, like, as hard as he can. Or he could even, he could even stick check you, you know, with mm. hands closed. So, like... You know, it's it's, it's kind of like football, but basically with a little lacrosse ball in the stick. <laughs> it's like football if everything was wide receivers going over the middle with safeties lurking for your head. That's like what lacrosse yeah, is. It's, it's, it's so much less padding, too. That's the thing. Wow. You, you get way less padding. Yeah, the padding's like a magazine. That's like, crazy. That sits on your shoulders. Like yeah. it's like that thin. That's crazy, man. That's one. I guess that's yeah. one. Of the, I, I I knew not. This is officially now. I know more about lacrosse than I ever known before. Other, it's kind of cool that we, you know, it's probably one of the the coolest things other than like deliberative demo- democratic bodies, legislative bodies that we took from Native Native uh, Americans, then because that was, I think, originally something that like Native Indians played a, a long time ago, uh, which is probably why it got so big yeah, there because I think it was from that region. That's crazy. Hey, Desmond, when you've been really, really active for these first few years of, uh, of, of your career, I, I'm kind of curious. Is it a matter of like, oh, man, you know, I'm, I'm so glad I was able to stay healthy to, to, to fight so often? Or is it really like, yeah, I just train and fight through injuries? Uh, yeah, basically. Like, I remember at one point in my first year of fighting, um, I just, everything was so quick. I did three amateur fights and, like, literally a month and a half and then I just turned pro and uh, I got I, I fought 10 times my first year and I lost 10 times I definitely had injuries about six or seven of them but like I'm still competitive and I just I like to fight you know what I mean like uh I'm not even a violent guy but I just love the competitive sport of it so if my manager or my my coach gets a call and the fight's offered unless I got a broken bone I'm saying yes to it you know what I mean so a lot of times I just fought through injuries and uh you know, a couple of them I maybe shouldn't have, and a couple of them I think they build character with me. But um, you know, like I said, if I had a chance to do it all again, I'd do everything the same. You know, it was uh, it was a fun ride, and uh, you know, if nobody, if you, you the way we practice and the sport we're in, if you're going into a fight 100 percent with no injuries or aches, you probably aren't doing a training camp as good as you should have. So, you know, it just comes with the territory. You kind of learn to uh, take the take the bruises and roll with the punches. Now that you're in the UFC, would you are you going to be a little bit smarter? Like if you have an injury, handling it the right way, maybe pulling out if you have to, or are you going to continue to fight through things? 
Yeah, um, it's hard to say. Like uh, the 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 smarter and mature person in me is like, yeah, I, should, I definitely want to slow down and if I have a serious injury, not fight. But uh, you know, that savage in me is like, bring on whoever, whenever, however. <laughs> hey, Desmond, how? And this is a, this is a stupid question, but like Mike, Mike reminded me that there's there was a couple times before that you had to. Uh, shave some of their beautiful locks in order to make weight. Like, is moving, is one of the, yeah. you know, in addition to just feeling better and probably having a little bit more energy, is moving up in weight, is a side benefit knowing that you want to grow it out as long as you can and, and you won't have to cut them off anymore and, and chop off all that progress? Oh, for sure, man, <laughs> for sure. Uh, uh, when I moved up to 55, I'm like, man, I should have just did this before mm-hmm. I even cut my hair. I could have I could have stopped a whole lot of hassles. A whole lot of weight cuts that I didn't almost died on, and uh, you know. But like I said, it comes with the punches. It's a learning curve, um, you know what I mean. But yeah, it's definitely. I fight so much more comfortable now. My camps are just all based around getting better instead of like you know mm-hmm. dieting down and just trying to lose weight and killing myself. So uh, you know, I think it showed. You know, since I moved up, I haven't lost. I've uh, you know, I've, I've had great fights. My stamina's feeling better. I actually, you know, it's just. When I started out and I went 45, it was cool, but I got started to get bigger and I'm 27 now. So like start my body starting to change and my metabolism, everything's changing. So it, my weight had to change with it. And, uh, you know, that, that was kind of one of the, one of the results of when I had to cut my hair, like my body's like, no, listen, you know, you can't, you can't do this anymore. Well, you're looking at the the lightweight division. Are, are there's uh, names you're seeing that you want you want to fight. Do you are you kind of thinking about the path that you want to take uh, in pursuing the title? Um, not really. I just I know for sure, and you guys will mark my words that I'll be a UFC lightweight champ. Um, you know, within the next two years. So I just want to just take whoever they give me and give a great performance and beat somebody that's better than the last person I beat every time. And I think everything has to take care of itself. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to talk to us. Best of luck to you in your fight. When you, when you're UFC lightweight champion, I hope you'll still come on the show uh, in a couple years. Yeah, for sure, bro. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Thanks, Desmond. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Right, Best man, of luck you guys to you. have a good one. You too. Thanks. There we go. That was uh, Desmond Green making his UFC debut at UFC 210 in Buffalo, April 8th, I want to say it is. I or think 10th, that's right. Yeah, maybe. I think April 8th. Yeah. Uh, the, that second weekend in April. Uh, great to talk to him. Interesting yeah. to hear his thoughts and whatnot. And I learned a little bit about him. I, I, mean, I knew his wrestling background, but I didn't know anything about lacrosse. And cool the was part that? of the country that he grew up in, lacrosse is a huge thing. I, I lived in Connecticut for a while, uh, and I knew uh, lacrosse games were bigger than football games at my high school. That was... Uh, we were really good at lacrosse, but we weren't so great at football. Maybe that also played a factor. <laughs> but um, interesting to learn a little bit more about him. So make sure to watch Desmond Green. He's fighting Josh Emmett, who's a team alpha male guy, if I'm yeah. remembering correctly. It's a good fight. It's a really good Very fight. Very interesting fight. I mean, in some ways, Desmond's the newcomer, but he also has 19 wins, mm. five fights. So it's over 20 fights in his career. Josh is only, by comparison, has 11 yeah. fights. And, and the other thing that's underrated is that these, um, these wrestlers have extensive combat sports records that don't get reflected in their pro career or even their amateur career. I think he said he had three amateur fights, Mm -hmm. but I mean, this is a guy who had, who set the record at, uh, I could be wrong, but I believe he set the record at the university of Buffalo as the fastest to get to a hundred wins. So it's a hundred wrestling matches at minimum. I mean, those are just the wins at the very least at the university of Buffalo. So this guy who's uh, experienced, he's been doing this for a long while. And I can imagine like when you, 
the can get, keeps getting kicked down the road for mm-hmm. realizing your dream, which is to fight in the UFC. It only serves to motivate you more. I can only imagine. Yeah, he certainly sounds motivated. And yeah, it'll be. Uh, I think he could have a really great UFC career. Um, he's he's done a lot in just a few years that. He's been a pro. He's beaten some really great fighters. He's he's fought not at this stage, but it's about as big of a stage as it gets leading up to the UFC, right? Bellator, Titan. Like he's he's yeah. done some big things. I don't. I, everyone gets nervous. That's one thing people realize. Not every fighter admits it. Everyone gets nervous, but I think he'll handle those nerves very very well from the start. And being in front of your home crowd, that seems like so that causes some people to be nervous. But it seems like that's something that might be a more calming influence for yeah, him. He sounds excited about it, right? Yeah. So I'm sure he'll deal with that well and use it as fuel. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. This was an extra round of the Extra Rounds podcast. I think with a gimmick, we're going to keep going now. The, I like that term. So this was an extra round of the Extra Rounds podcast with <laughs> Desmond Green. Uh, we had three episodes so far uploaded this week. I hope you checked them all out. We talked to Jose Shorty Torres. Uh, that episode's uploaded. We have Robin Black that we interviewed, who's going off doing his own podcast and his own show and talking about some of his dreams of being play-by-play. Uh, we talked to Desmond Green. And then tomorrow... Well, Thursday, we have Boss Rutten joining us at 2 p.m. Central on the Sports Illustrated MMA Facebook page. We'll be streaming that live to talk about the new show that he's doing for champions. It's quirky. The only way that I can describe it is if an adult swim show was hosted by a UFC fighter. Yeah, and so that cool. UFC fighter was Boss Sketch Rutten. comedy. If you thought Boss Rutten was funny and needed a show, a comedy show, well, he, he's got a comedy show. The Boss Rutten Experiment. It's first episode's up. It's really, really funny. Uh, and that's uh, going to be awesome to have him on. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you next time.